0: Oh, hey, I told you we wouldn't be gone forever. And look, here we are listening to another episode of this podcast. So this is live show audio from a show we did this August 2021 in New York City with Jackson Bird. This was the show that kicked off Pot Tour Lists, and it was a blast. And I'm sure that you're going to love this audio. Only other note I have is speaking of Pot Tour Lists, we had a show planned for Salt Lake City on October 27th of this year. And just because of how COVID cases are going right now, it feels not ideal to have a show right now, so the plan is to postpone the show, not cancel it, just postpone it. Whether we loop that into West Coast shows that I'm trying to do in 2022, or I do it alongside LeakyCon in 2022, which was the original inspiration for booking a show in Salt Lake City, because I was already going to be in Colorado that was going to be close by, we are going to do a show in Salt Lake City for sure. It is just not going to happen this October, because I'm trying to be safe, especially before the holidays and all of that, so it just felt like the right decision. I'm sorry, and if you have any sort of issue with the tickets or you just want a refund or whatever, and you cannot figure it out with the venue, please shoot me an email to potterlesspodcast at gmail.com and I will sort everything out. So hopefully you all understand there. I'm excited to do more live shows in the future. And I hope you enjoyed this live show audio where Jackson Bird and I decided who is the best magical creature? What is the best character that isn't a human in Harry Potter? Oh man, it is so good to be doing Potterless Live. This is the first time I've said that sentence since January of 2020, which was 37 years ago. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming out. I'm very excited to present what we are doing today. Oh man, it is, it is interesting being the host of a Harry Potter podcast, especially now. Um, but there are many important questions that the fandom wants answered. And there's ones that people have been clamoring and yelling from the the treetops for people to answer. And I'm just trying to do my service. I know I came late to the fandom. So I'm trying to just do my part to help. So today we'll be answering the very, 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 very important question of who is the best non-human character in the Harry Potter series? In order to do that, we are doing a bracket. Now, I know you all are a very sporty group of people. (laughs) <laughs> but if you're not familiar with how a bracket works or if you know, you've know you never pretended to care about college basketball for like exactly one week when your office does the pool and you're like, maybe I'll win $20, we're going to be doing a whole bracket to decide who it is. We've got 36 people vying for this title, and I'm not going to be just deciding this alone. I have a very special guest that is going to help me determine who is the best, so I'd like to welcome to the stage our guest for tonight, Jackson
1: Bird. Jackson, come on! Hello. I'm gonna... <laughs> hello, everyone. How's it going? Oh, pretty well. I needed like the money gun entrance, like you. Yeah, yeah.
0: How selfish there. of me to, to blow both. I should have left
1: one for you. <laughs> no, I, but I am just. I I wish these were real. They look pretty convincing.
0: Right? Don't they? <laughs> if any of you caught one, it's worth paper. (laughs) Uh, So backstage, Jackson and I did some work with the help of Kelly, uh, and we set up at least the initial seedings for all of the different characters. We've got all of these non-human characters grouped into four different quadrants. Ah, you can see them. Look at that. Beautiful. I'm going to zoom in so it's more clear. Technology. Sorry, people listening at home. It's really cool. So... (laughs) It's definitely not just a Google Doc with some settings added. So we've got four different quadrants of of non-human characters, and the first of which here is the humanoids. So we have the humanoids here in red. We have the pets here in blue. We have the evil characters in green, and then we have Hufflepuff. Uh, <laughs> it's
1: all the rest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, as Jackson pointed out, when we're putting this together. It was the "I'll take the rest" category. So. What we're going to be doing here is we've got a different structure for each of the rounds. But for the first round, I'm going to set a timer to make sure that we we do this properly. And we're going to be talking about who who's just the the better creature. And better is a loose term. It can be you know who we think provides more to the story, mm. who we think we'd like to spend time with, who's a better hang, who's funnier, <laughs> etc. Who you want to be BFFs with? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to keep it keep it loose and just some of these will be very obvious. Some of these will be heated. Jackson and I will talk them through. If we come to a consensus, great. If we do not have an agreement, if we are butting heads on this, we will turn it to you lovely folks as the applauseometer meter uh, to determine who should advance to the next round. The first thing, and I'm going to put a minute on the clock, is Dobby versus Bane. No, I'm not going to put him in on the clock because this is not a long conversation. <laughs> <This> is-
1: <laughs> yeah, Bane sucks. Dobby rules. Next. Yes. Does Bane do anything? He's just the grumpy centaur, right? Yeah, he's he's trying to, you know, uphold these, like, generations of uh, just, like, Frenzy is trying to break out of the mold and help people, and uh, I think that Bane is very isolationist, and I don't like that.
0: No, and as much flack as I liked to gave Dobby early on, and as much as I did not like him, he becomes such a wonderful little friend... No, it's true. (laughs) ...as it goes on.
1: I mean, I'll I'll have words about Dobby as we continue with this. (laughs) But you're right.
0: Yes, going against Bane, at least. uh, Not really a contest. I was going to type Dobby's name, but I am getting the spinning rainbow wheel of death, which is totally planned. Entertainment. (laughs) Uh... Nope. Okay. (laughs) We'll right. just remember. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's audio. So the next matchup that we will be deciding here is Forenz versus Grop. I feel like this mm. one is more more heated just in the fact that, I don't know, Forenz is like, he teaches, yep. gets the cool classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: D- Dumbledore does a lot for his classroom. Like, feels, That's true. He, yeah, really he pulls out all the stops. Yeah. I don't know if you requested it or if Dumbledore's just a supernatural. Nice He's
1: guy. like, like what Dumbledore does for Renzi's classroom is as if it, his classroom were on an extreme home makeover. Where Ooh. it's like, oh, you're a centaur, right? Okay, that one detail, now
0: it's a forest. It's also, oh, it could also be like Pin My Ride, where it's like, we heard you live in the forest. <laughs> so we put a forest in the first floor of this classroom because we also know you can't take the stairs. So <laughs> that, okay, so for Renzi, but Grop, I mean, Grop is. A, he's a nice guy. He's yeah. doing his best. Very right? loving. Very loving. Doesn't understand social cues to not, like, pick people up. Like, not knowing that that's not how you treat your
1: but friends. But he learns over time. He you know? does he, learn. We see a lot of character growth.
0: We do see grop. growth with grop. I don't know if we see as much with Forenzi, so. That's true,
1: I don't think Forenzi's as dynamic of a character, if I go back to my seventh grade uh, English class, learning about, <laughs> about dynamic <laughs> characters. Uh, but I still, I, you know, I've got a real soft spot for frenzy. Um, you know, he's the hot professor. He is
0: the hot professor,
1: <laughs> okay.
0: That's a minute, so we'd have to choose someone to move forward. I personally am feeling grop. What are you Oh, thinking? no, I think forenzi. Okay, we'll turn to the applause Ooh. meter. It's time for everyone to get involved. So, if you think Firenze should advance, make some noise.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: okay. All right, all right. If you think that grop should advance, make some noise. That was really close. Yeah, it
1: was real close. What are we thinking? <laughs> Do we have a tiebreaker? <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't I
0: think that. I think that Forenzi got a little bit more heat, so I'm going to say your pick of Forenzi makes it on to the next
1: round. I'm not going to I'm not gonna. Let's see if I can type that. now.
0: Nope, Wheel of Death. Fantastic. All right, so, so
1: we're at Dobby and Forenz. we have
0: Dobby and <laughs> Now it's Creature versus Winky, oh. which is a very opposite ends i i have a soft spot for winky because of what happens to her but if we're trying to decide who's the best does she do anything besides
1: find herself on hard times and then be helped out by dobby i mean i like to believe that outside of what we see in the story in future years you know she 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 gets better she heals and she does a lot of wonderful things um, but yeah, we, we just mostly see her when she's going through real super hard times. Right. I don't know if we, uh, it sounds like you're trying to write a Winky fanfic, but I am, <laughs> I am certainly here I've for got it. Got my redemption arc <laughs> fanfic going for Winky the house elf. would have just
0: shown her in the next <laughs> book.
1: Um, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know how much
0: like actually happens with Winky as far as like, we hope. I would have loved to see more Winky, you know, like, oh, if they ever finished the spew plot, like that (laughs) could
1: have been cool. (laughs) Speaking of things that need redemption arcs, um, no, but with Creature, like, oh, so gut-wrenching what happens in Deathly Hallows. You know, when we first get Creature, it's like, okay, this grumpy house elf who's really annoying, and then, like, you know, what we get from him, again, character growth with Creature, um... And uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say in Creature's defense, but it
0: sounded good, which is the (laughs) key thing to podcasting. It's like you can do a lot of things where you're like you sound like you're about to say a thing, and then you really haven't said anything, but you have said a thing. Um, So you're doing great. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, thank you. (laughs) Creature doesn't he cook some food for them that's really good though?
1: Yeah, and he has a whole meal prepared, and they never come back, and it's real sad.
0: Okay, I. I, it's a minute I as much as I love Winky I, I want to give the edge to Creature I want to as okay, well okay we're giving there the edge to Creature an agreement on that Creature advanced let's see if we can uh, no cool alright so now we're gonna move on to a very fun one that I also think will be very quick uh, the two seed Peeves versus the seven seed Grip hook. Grip Griphook the Goblin Griphook the Goblin versus Peeves the Poltergeist I
1: don't see this being any realm of a contest I mean I <laughs> love Peeves I am a huge fan of Peeves but you know Grip Hook is is really uh, a solid helper and and character and you know i think a very strong character Mm
0: -hmm. i feel like grip hook helps and moves the plot along and peeves does not do anything for the plot like these are the complete opposite like that is is true i
1: mean which one was cut out of the movies because he served the plot in zero (sighs) ways i know but, I say that as someone who my number one gripe with the movies is I want <laughs> peeves to be in them. But I have to agree. If Grip Hook wasn't in
0: the movies, would there be 87 BuzzFeed listicles where it was like the top 10 characters that weren't in the Harry Potter movies? I'd be like, we needed Grip Hook. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone would be sad if he was left out. Like, if they melded him with Bograt or whoever. Like, I don't know if anyone, like, are there, yeah. are, are there Grip Hook stands out in the tonight? I was wondering. <laughs>
1: who here is ready to defend <laughs> Grip Hook with their life? Uh, yeah, but you're totally right. I think yeah, Peeves maybe not uh, uh, necessary to the plot, but necessary okay. to the heart. Ooh, yeah,
0: he's all vibes, yeah. and I all think vibes. sometimes you Peebs need some vibes. Peeves is
1: all vibes. Okay, so
0: Peeves has moved on. We have finished uh, to recap. Now moving on to the next round for the humanoid bracket would be Dobby, Ferenz, uh, Creature, and Peeves. Wow. All right. So now we're going to move on to a very fun one: pets. <laughs> now. Jackson, it's already well documented in the podcast that I've never had a pet, so I have an iceberg for a heart.
1: Oh, oh, this is this is bad because um, I have had pets. Uh-huh. I also have an iceberg for a heart. So you've had pets, but
0: you pets. don't like them.
1: I mean, so my pets me. were okay, but you know, like when people show you like a picture of a cute puppy, I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> 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 like I think I'm missing the gene. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Well, I say all this is preamble because. I've gotten flack for some things I've said on the Potterless podcast, <laughs> such as Harry is 13, not 14, and Goblet of Fire. Many harshly worded emails. Wow, you are, we should cancel I, you. Probably. The fact that I've survived this long, it's, it's <laughs> an anomaly. But I, I will say, like, when I was like, yeah, Hedwig's not that great, the, the DMs that I would get were people would be like, how dare you? <laughs> Hedwig is a metaphor for Harry's childhood and Hedwig <laughs> was there from the beginning like the, <laughs> the negative backlash that I got for not liking Hedwig was pretty strong and we were trying to do as much of this improv as possible but we have decided uh you did let me know backstage you also don't think hedwig's that great
1: <laughs> so i will say as yours i remembered i have a patch on my jean jacket that says hedgwig lives like i'm full in on the like hedgwig actually survived deathly hallows conspiracy theories all in on that but no i do agree like owls in the magical world are very talented and very cool i don't see how hedwig is like that much more spectacular than any other owl.
0: Okay, such as the eight-seated Errol. Well, Errol, however,
1: <laughs> very spectacular owl. I mean, was a member of the Weasley family for how long? Delivered their mail for how long? Even after he was like very frail and not feeling good, was still up to the task and passionate about what he was doing. Yeah, you know,
0: you didn't have to sell me, but I'm sold. So uh, <laughs> much to the dismay of everyone here and listening. Errol I'm sure moves everyone agrees. On, upset. Oh, and look at that. It was meant to be the first time the google doc worked is when i had to type Errol. c <laughs> okay moving on uh <laughs> so here's one that i think is actually going to be really heated and i will set the timer for this so four versus five seeds of crookshanks versus fang and this oh. is just the ultimate like are you a cat person or are you a dog person i know crookshanks is like part measles yeah is fang just dog that's great <laughs> <We're getting> confirmation. <laughs> like, the fact that uh, thank you for everyone who like murmured yes in the crowd. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I love that I love that Hagrid is like all magical creatures, but like he also just has a dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's because Fang is a pretty remarkable dog. Mm-hmm. And I so I, I'm a big fan of Crookshanks. I think Crookshanks, you know, being half an easel, very smart. Mm-hmm. Anyone who loves Sirius, I love, so therefore I love Crookshanks. Um, you know, very clever of Crookshanks to help out. But yeah, Fang. Has to put up with all Hagrid's crap. All the, like Hagrid's yeah. always bringing in like weird creatures, and Fang's just like okay, like we'll, we'll do this. I, in particular, in *Sorcerer's Stone*, I was like rereading it, and when Hagrid gets Norbert, there's this scene where Fang just got like pushed out of the house and is just like sitting sadly in the garden. Hmm. Oh, y- oh, poor Fang. I
0: like that Fang helps to try to keep the kids safe in what was a terrible idea, where detention was let's send these ten-year-olds into the <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or these eleven-year-olds into Fang the Forbidden knows. Forest.
1: Fang yeah. knows
0: what's up. Mm-hmm. Crookshanks like. I get that I think what happened to Crookshanks is a shame because Crookshanks was on the trajectory to being really important. And then, like, what does Crookshanks
1: do after book three? You know, retires, is just resting, (laughs) having a good time, (laughs) taking a step back.
0: So, it's been a minute. Of these two, I would lean towards Fang.
1: How are you feeling? I actually would too. All right. I would lean towards, I know. We're we're making all the enemies tonight. I just, you really sold me. I started thinking about (laughs) Fang as like Nana and Peter Pan and was like, oh.
0: Fo- for everyone listening to the podcast I really thought- everyone has left the show. <laughs> We're performing this live show to chairs now. Uh, so the next matchup, two, I, I also like, we did the seedings for this based on just like who we thought was the best before we like actually did the pairings. Mm-hmm. And some of them are really spicy. We've got two birds. We've got fox and pigwidgeon. I love pigwidgeon so much. And I know it's irrational. Like pigwidgeon is small and tiny cute, but pigwidgeon's trying their best <laughs> to carry
1: things. I- Okay, sure, but, like, Fox saves how many lives? I know. <laughs> like,
0: come on. I should, have, I should have fumbled the ranking so that Pigwidgeon could have made it past the first round. I mean, that's like, true,
1: because it, it, is, it is very sad that Pigwidgeon won't make it any further, but I'm right. sorry, Fox wins. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just, it's just hard. Like, sometimes your team goes against just an unstoppable force, and, like, Pigwidgeon, Pigwidgeon, like, tries his best and, and does all right. Fox tries his best and saves Harry's life and helps Dumbledore escape and, like, sings a sad song when Dumbledore dies, like, is a phoenix. Like, that's cool just on its own. Yeah, It's really hard not to give the edge to Fox here, so I think we should. But yeah, all right. shout out to Big Widgeon. If this was a who is the closest to my heart, you'd be number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now another one. I think this is a very similar thing where we just have, like, a f- Tour de force of a creature versus someone that I think is adorable. It's Buckbeak versus Trevor. <laughs> Trevor's great. And I, I had forgotten, you had said something about like Trevor gets lost a lot. This was a complete blank. Like, that's what, all what does I Trevor think Trevor do besides
1: exist. Yeah, Trevor, like <laughs> Neville's just always losing Trevor. So I like to imagine that maybe Trevor's just off having these awesome adventures we don't know about. Like, maybe Trevor's an animagus, like Scabbers. Who knows? Ooh,
0: yeah. The Trevor spinoff book could be very, very fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like
0: Buckbeak is. Phenomenal. Bugbeak
1: like, is maybe my favorite in this on this whole board. Like is a hippogriff.
0: Very cool. Super cool.
1: Up for unjust execution mm-hmm. and escapes that.
0: Pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Help serious escape. Peck's Malfoy's arm just because he was rude yeah. like I also just think like as a hippogriff like the fact that it's written in like They're super nice unless you disrespect them Like that is <laughs> that is the kind of energy that I want to channel into my life where it's like oh, yeah,
1: Mike it's really nice
0: Until you do something bad to
1: him. I feel like yeah <laughs> Buckbeak might be like the animal that is the most like the manifestation of Gryffindor.
0: Oh, that makes sense Yeah, cuz I'm very Gryffindor. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Okay, sweet. So I think Buckbeak will advance so sweet I'll just put a little B there and then we'll move on now to the evil category oh. of creatures. We had to get a little loose with this one because what what we did when we were deciding these creatures is we didn't want to do just, like, categories of creatures. We are trying to do creatures who were characters. Right. Um, and also apologies to, like, I, I, I know I read the Fantastic Beast thing where, like, there's a difference between, like, creature and being and beast and all of that, but I could not be bothered to read that book more than once. <laughs> I was barely bothered to read it once. So... I'm just saying creatures is the catch-all term here, but we had to get we had to get a little loosey-goosey with what defined evil here, as you'll see as our number eight selection, the eight seed. We've got Nagini
1: versus the troll from the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, equally powerful, equally strong. important to the plot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's Nagini, right? Uh, yeah. And we are going book Nagini, not, uh, oh, she's actually been a Korean woman the whole time, Nagini. <laughs> yeah, we don't even case, need Nagini to would have totally acknowledge lost. Because no. no, that no, no, is nothing.
1: No. Yeah, no way. But um, you know, props to the troll. Mm-hmm. He, he tried until an 11-year-old stuck a stick in his nose. It happens. It happens, you know. And and what
0: did, like was the troll even that evil? Like, did they do? Did Coral do something to the troll to make him angry? Yeah, like, was like, was there some sort of like Pavlov dog like lab rat lab? Thing where they're like, oh, we've done this thing, so now he wants to like hurt a crying girl in a bathroom.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like Quirrell just like led this troll somewhere that was not his usual environment. He was kind of freaked out and scared, and he's big, so he moved and he broke stuff. <laughs> so I think that's all that
0: happened. So Dungeon Troll, if you're listening, you didn't lose because... You were bad. It's just you're in the evil category, and you weren't as evil. Yeah. There you are. It's fine. You, you actually have won by losing. <laughs> so now we're gonna move on to one that was like evil, and one that like feels evil, even though it's not. Uh, it's the basilisk versus the albino peacock. And I've I've said this in <laughs> the podcast, like it just it just feels racist. Like it's just if you're gonna if you're going to be a blood purist, like what's your pet gonna be like? Ah, oh, yes, the pet that like his entire the entire thing of them is, is colored and they're like get rid of that (laughs) (laughs)
1: because we're talking about yeah it's it's the one in in the malfoy's like front yard or something specifically that one yeah but definitely racist yeah i mean
0: the albano peacock doesn't do much i know there are fan theories about it being the patronus of a malfoy uh which i think is pretty cool but the basilisk like it can turn people to stone and has venom and big fangs and like if we're going by movie basilisk like it has a really extensive fight scene for some reason. <laughs> like, basilisk brings a lot to the table. Yeah,
1: I mean I like I hesitate to say that like on the basis of what the creature is makes them inherently evil, but like the basilisk feels pretty inherently evil, you know, mm-hmm. like whoa, like yeah, super super villain kind of thing. Where's the peacock, like I mean, just because the peacock has been bought by the Malfoys and like put in their yard doesn't mean the peacock was doing anything wrong. Here's Trevor is
0: missing because he's trying to escape the peacock out of Malfoy Manor, and they're <laughs> going to go off, and it's like a buddy oh, cop adventure yes. of the toad and the albino
1: peacock. It's like Frog and Toad, except that the toad mm-hmm. is a peacock. Is a yeah. giant albino yeah, peacock. Yeah. yeah, cool, cool, cool.
0: <laughs> All right, so the, so the basilisk moves on, um, and now we will have one of... I love our six seed here. I like the Sphinx a lot, uh, but we've got the Sphinx and Aragog. Mm. Aragog just terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Like spider, first off, don't like. Giant spider, really don't like. Yeah. Giant venomous spider, really, really don't like. Oh, also it can talk in full
1: sentences? <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean, got the Sphinx beat on that one. I, I like honestly just wanna see the two of them like talk cause they're both giant and they both like talk in interesting ways, just with the Sphinx and riddles and Aragog, like, I don't know. I just kinda wanna see the two of them hang out.
0: I'm very disappointed that the Sphinx did not make its way into the movie because I don't know, I don't know if the Sphinx is like an actual, like was it like an actual like lion thing that could like move around? Or I also imagine it's just like one of those like, it is just like one of the statues Right. From Egypt, and it's just like there, and its <laughs> mouth moves like Olmec and Legends of the Hidden Temple, and it's like, Harry, here's this very easy riddle to solve. Oh
1: my god, now I'm just imagining oh,
0: Barakotas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining all of the third task as Legend of the Hidden Temple now. Cedric's got the helmet on. <laughs>
0: the tri- oh my the Tribe's or tournament should have just been Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. We get rid of we get rid of Ludo Bagman and <laughs> Wow. We replace him with denim lover, Kirk Fogg. He yeah. swings in on a rope swing. They they have, oh oh my God, like they've got all the teams. Slytherin can be the Silver Snakes. Yeah. Like it all works. Oh. TM, 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 TM. I'm yeah, pro- we got, we got I'm to, gotta, someone pitch against. this Ni- Nickelodeon. Dear Nickelodeon and Warner Brothers, <laughs> I think you have something on the horizon. Okay, um, so yeah, as much as I love the Sphinx, I just feel like Aragog, like, on a pure terror perspective and also
1: just like the creativity behind like what makes an acromantula like a creature i yeah. feel like
0: that's better Do you like well yeah it? and i think
1: also because for this particular bracket we're kind of doing the which is more evil like i don't think the sphinx is particularly evil like i also what if harry got it wrong what would the sphinx have done just like smacked him <laughs> no, incorrect, guess again. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I, I like to, I would choose to believe that. That is my <laughs> Or is it head like Jeffrey
0: that's like, yo, you're, you're now at negative $200, Harry, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> next question. Harry's opening his pockets.
0: He's like, oh, damn it, daily <laughs> double. Oh, ah. Look,
1: give a, I need a deposit. Okay,
0: and finally, one that I think, I made her the number two seed, because I like, we don't know a lot about her, but she just feels so evil. Mrs. Norris and Fluffy. I know Mrs. Norris just like, is a cat. So we think, and just like kind of like meows at people, but like I'm still terrified of Mrs. Norris. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, Mrs. Norris is terrifying because she's the harbinger, like you see her and you know you're about to get in trouble. Yeah, and just,
0: I don't know, Filch has bad vibes. Mrs. Yes. Norris is like worse vibes, Filch. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, and
0: mm-hmm. Fluffy, again, like, I don't, do we know, is Fluffy just like a creature that Hagrid knows? He's not like... This is like one of his buds. Like, what does Fluffy Fluffy do after book one? Where does Fluffy go? That is
1: a wonderful question. Does does Fluffy live in the Forbidden Forest? I think that Fluffy went to a farm upstate. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) But I think the thing with Fluffy is like, I don't think Fluffy
0: really like was so evil. It was just like, same kind of thing as the troll. It was like, they were using Fluffy for something. It was like, guard this trapdoor. And then Fluffy was like, "Great!" And then like play music, get sleepy. I listen to music to fall asleep.
1: Like it. It makes, and it makes sense. you pretty evil, I think. I, uh, yeah,
0: it does. Yeah. yeah, it should be canceled for that too. Probably, <laughs> honestly. Okay, so we'll move on. We'll move on, Mrs. Norris, and that yeah. finishes out the the evil bracket. And <laughs> okay. now we get into the Hufflepuff bracket, uh, which is just the uh, huh? everybody else. We've got some really fun ones here, uh, and we had to get spicy with this one. Like, yeah. we backstage, I was on the top 200 Harry Potter sporkle quiz. Kelly was on like a Wikipedia of like every creature, and then Jackson was going from like fandom page to fandom page to Harry Potter wiki page.
1: And yeah, we found I, it. I found a Reddit that what was. It? it was like because <laughs> I was just looking up like non-human Harry Potter characters, and the Reddit thread was which non-human Harry Potter character would you most like to have sex with. Top result, Google. Thank you. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, uh, first one here, one seed Phineas Nigellus versus the eight seed, the, the Night Bus Head, which, of course, we all know by his actual name, Dre Head, uh, which we all remember, of course.
1: Night uh, Bus Head. I, why was that in the movie? <laughs> like, that was such a weird choice. You'll never know. Uh, also, I oh my god! I just real I found a website yesterday called You Fell Asleep Watching a DVD.com. <laughs> and it's just like a uh, it's it's a drawing of a living room. There's a little TV screen. You can choose from eight movies, one of which is Harry Potter and <gasps> the Prisoner of Azkaban. Just the DVD it just menus. It plays the DVD menus on loop, and you just hear the shrunken head being like, "Take it away, Ern." <laughs> Shout out to uh,
0: having a slumber party where you would like pause the movie at some point. Everyone would fall asleep, and then because. It was paused for 30 minutes. The DVD makers decided, here's what we should do after 30 minutes of it being paused. Should we turn it off? No, we should play the menu, which is at full volume. So, you know, if you're watching Caddyshack and then like 30 (laughs) minutes go by and then it's like, I'm all right. Like, oh, thank you gopher dancing at two in the morning. Now we're all awake, so.
1: Yeah, so I think Shrunken Head yeah, very so, uh, crucial to the uh, DVD <laughs> menu, not so crucial to the right. plot.
0: And I'm, I'm like, not gonna lose to Phineas Nigelis. Exactly. Like, come on, Sass- like get off my lawn. The painting, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no way. Like, grumpy old man, yes.
0: Yeah, like, no, can't uh, lose.
1: I think Phineas Nigelis, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: I think Phineas makes it through. So now we've got one. We had to get, uh, we had to get so fast and loose with it that we had to go into the Fantastic Beasts film franchise for this one. God. The four seeded Niffler versus the five seeded Boa Constrictor. Now, everyone might be wondering the Boa Constrictor is the five seed, that seems a bit high. But you forgot that the Boa Constrictor says, Adios amigos, <laughs> when it leaves the zoo. I'm just going to end my argument there. <laughs> What do you think about these two creatures?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the Niffler would be having a ball on this stage. Is That's what true.
0: But what did, would the niffler is the Niffler smart enough to realize that these were uh, certainly not real $100 bills?
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the Niffler mostly likes shiny things, so American money loses out on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I used money guns. I did not use... Like, pound guns (laughs) (laughs) everyone's getting oh god (laughs) God. everyone Uh, signed a waiver before they showed up to potter the sly (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i think the boa constrictor just uh plays such a crucial role in like harry's early discovery process and yeah seems real cool and it's just like oh this kid's talking to me all right i'm just i'm gonna keep talking to him be real chill about it sweet
0: good boa constrictor moves on fantastic so now we have Number three, I've written it as the most the portrait of the most beautiful lady in the world, because that is what the they call the the fat lady painting in Wizard People, Dear Reader. And I think that's great because I think naming the character the Fat lady is incredibly rude and unnecessary. And now, looking back, we should not be surprised. Uh, yeah, but I yeah. think that's the crucial thing. Yeah, Jake, Her- yeah, Jake Herling was like, yeah, we should make we should make a character that's called the Fat Lady. Should that be it? No, let's have a second character called the Fat Friar. Yeah. How? Oh, and the Dursleys, all we know about them, and all we're going to talk about is their weight, and that's it. Thanks, JK. Super
1: fun. Yeah, it's the subtext that your, your weight is an indication of your personality and being a good human. That's the bad part of this. Of yeah, course. Thanks, JK.
0: Thanks. So, this instead the portrait of the most beautiful woman in the world,
1: or the ghoul in the attic. Specifically, Ronald Weasley. Specifically, attic. the Weasley family <laughs> ghoul. <laughs> Weasley. I mean, I love the ghoul so much because that was one of those details that, like, you totally don't get from the movie, but like, one of those just super weird things about the books where you're reading, and you're like, wait, wait, wait a second, what? <laughs> What's is- <laughs> and, and then like, you gotta give
0: credit to the ghoul for like being the decoy of Ron if someone ever like checked in oh, on that's him. that's right. Because they never say in the book if like they actually had to do it, but like, I would have loved a deleted scene, extra thing, or something <laughs> where. Like, Who would they send? Like, they'd send whoever Percy Weasley was, but not Percy Weasley, right, Like, Someone's yeah. intern. Like, I'm trying, like, Lee Jordan gets a job that he doesn't like at the <laughs> Ministry of Magic, and then he's got to go and like check on the Weasley. And they're like, that's definitely Ron. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's Ron. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: like, Didn't he say he like had spattergroy? He said he
0: had spattergroy. I don't know, I don't know what spattergroy does. Um, it sounds terrible. It sounds real gross. <laughs> it sounds gross. Maybe it makes you look like a ghoul in the attic. Also, when I was first reading these, I I don't know if I this was my brain being wrong, but I always imagined ghoul to be like a specter, like a ghost of sorts. So when in the books, they were like, oh yeah, the ghoul in the attic is going to look like Ron. I was like, what the, what the, no, how? Like They're going to like see through him and be like, yep, definitely a 16, 17-year-old kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's a teenager. So... I don't know. But as far as the beautiful lady, she is a password. She sings really loudly and tries to break a glass. Yeah, in the movies, yeah. She gets attacked by Sirius
1: Black. Very scary. I don't... Does she... Does she contribute anything besides? I know I think she there. does I think she kind of works as a bit of like a house mother for the kids at boarding school, you know ah. I think I think she serves as a little bit of a maternal figure. yeah um we hear some of that when I think Molly Weasley was recounting like her days with Arthur like mm-hmm. they were out past curfew and they got in trouble with her. and so I kind of like her for that reason, you know, I think she's she's that sort of motherly figure for all of them while they're away from home.
0: okay, yeah, all right. I feel like this is pretty even. I think we should turn to the crowd for an applause mm. meter thing here so. If you think that the ghoul in the attic should move on, make some noise.
1: Oh. Ooh.
0: Got some ghoul fans. Okay. okay, and what about the portrait of the most beautiful woman in the world? Mm. I think it was very close. Yeah, I, I think, think, think I, the ghoul. I think the ghoul, yeah. just because that one guy in the Hirosh area, <laughs> <laughs> which Number might one have ghoul. been Johnny, uh, was really big for the ghoul in the attic, so the ghoul advances. Uh, and now we get into one that's very fun. Two seated Circadoggin versus the seven seated Arnold the Pygmy Puff that belongs to Ginny Weasley. I, I, think don't, I don't know what Arnold does besides exist and being cute, which is
1: very important. I'll tell you what Arnold the Pygmy Puff does. Arnold the Pygmy Puff has made Warner Brothers so much money at Wizarding World because it is like the number one bot object at the theme parks. You just see people walking around everywhere with these giant, like, pink pillows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very adorable,
0: very cute. Don't know. What it contributes, Sir Cadogan. He's like, it's like the guy that tries too hard, but it's not. But it's like endearing.
1: Yeah, like most of the time.
0: It's it, most of the time. <laughs>
1: Sometimes it's
0: too much. Like he's a bit too much, but it's like he me, he means well. He's, yeah, he, and he's he's like he's like if Tiny Dog Syndrome was a night painting, where <laughs> like I imagine Sir Cadogan's like 5'2", two, <laughs> and he's like got mm. armor that's too big, and he keeps dropping his jousting pole and stuff. Wow,
1: I relate to that a lot. <laughs> <It's>
0: just... <laughs> like, I feel like Sir Cadogan is trying real hard and and like putting his best foot forward but he's got two left feet kind of
1: thing. Yeah, and I think all of that does make him really endearing. I really like him. I don't like that he sort of endangers the safety of the students, um, oh, because did he give away a password? I think so, something mm-hmm. like that. But That's again, he was, you know, he was kind of trying his best. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, I'll, I, uh, I've always really liked Sir Cadogan. I think he's going to move
0: on mainly because he's going up against Arnold the Pygmy Puff. <laughs> There's not much of a competition. <laughs> that
1: there. does seem like a very Sir Cadogan thing. Of oh, we're going to put you in this competition against a Pygmy Puff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will slay this beast. So yeah. Okay. So that rounds out the Hufflepuff division. And that brings us to round two. Okay, Okay. so now, for round two, so that we're not just doing this same thing for an hour and a half, uh, much like we did during November Nuttiness. For round two, we're gonna switch up the rules a little bit. I also forgot to mention that, of course, like March Madness, uh, this also has a fun name. We're here in August, so this is August Absurdity, and we're deciding who's the best creature. Now, round two, what we're gonna do is we're each gonna pick a person to argue on behalf of, and we each have only 10 words maximum to say as our reasoning for why they should win. And then all of these will be applauso decisions. So I will give you the first choice. Dobby versus Ferens. Who would you like to give a 10 word description of why they are better?
1: Uh, Forens. Okay. Ferenzi. I have never known which it is. And no one ever will know. Because they mix <laughs> it up. The audiobooks, the movies, they keep mixing it up. Mm-hmm. It's like Accio, Asio, Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: I I think accio, if you have two C's, I think you're gonna pronounce the C properly.
1: Well, you're the Latin guy.
0: I uh (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) I did take Latin in high school in case anybody didn't know. So, 10 forens slash
1: forensy words. He's a better divination, oh, divination is one word. He's a better divination teacher, and also he's really hot. That's great, well done, (laughs) well done, well
0: done. Okay, Dobby, let's see. Starts rough overcomes this, becomes adorable, saves Winky, tragically dies.
1: You put so much into that. <laughs> it, was like, it was like 10 He's, packs He does a lot. He does a whole heck of a lot.
0: So, turning to the crowd, if you think that Dobby should move forward, make some noise. <laughs> Spicy. And if you think Foren slash should move on, uh, make some noise. Yeah! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Big centaur fan in the front. Okay. Dobby advances. So now that's what Dobby deserves. That applause. <laughs> he would have loved to hear that. He would have loved that. Okay. So now we have creature versus Peeves. Oh, jeez. So
1: I. Will, you love Peeves. I, love I think Peeves. you should. So do I, I, I will take
0: Peeves. I will say. Um, whew, okay. So funny that they had to remove him from movies. Because <laughs> I've heard the rumors that they cast him and he did some scenes with the kids and they laughed too much and they were like, we can't use any of this footage. <laughs> That's my defensive peeves.
1: <laughs> what about grumpy boy creature? <laughs> grumpy boy creature. Uh, let's see. Was a real asshole. It's one weird. Great
0: start. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> but then was nice and sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, if you think Creature should move on to the next round, make some noise. All right, all right. And what about Peeves the Poltergeist? Okay, okay, okay.
1: I agree with that.
0: Yeah, 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 okay. Let's move on now to the pets. Uh, <laughs> okay, you have to go for Errol, obviously. <laughs> so this matchup is Errol versus Fang, so I will give you the, the 10 word floor for Errol.
1: Okay, uh, the best owl that ever lived, so loyal, so pure.
0: Oh, incredible! Okay, the goodest boy, a non-magical beast surrounded by magicals.
1: <laughs> magicals. Magicals.
0: Okay, uh, if you think Fang should move on, make some noise. And what about what about Errol, the, the greatest owl who ever lived? <laughs> all right! Wow, we've really sold them on Errol today. Cinderella story. The eight seed moves on. Let's go. Errol's busting all the brackets. Hell yeah! Okay, so now we have we have Fox versus Buckbeak. Oh, okay. Who would, who would you like to take
1: out of these two? Uh, I'm I, I think Buckbeak, but okay. I'm struggling to think of something. Maybe okay. do you have something with Fox? I'll or go. You go yeah, I'll
0: go with Fox, and and I'll go first. Um, you have to admit. Fox has got style.
1: Firebird. (laughs) I shouldn't have let you go first. That was too good. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Buckbeak will will save your life unless you get... On his bad side. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. So that was 10 words, that exactly. That was 10 words. Exactly 10 words.
0: You used Buckbeak in the beginning of the sentence. And I, that like, was unnecessary. Like the SATs would have made you, yeah, but yeah. I'm smart enough to know what you're referring to in the subject line. So, if you think Buckbeak should move on, make some noise. If you think Fox should move on, make some noise.
1: Okay, Good. All this right. was a, a stacked deck, I think, Buckbeak versus Fox. That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially because now it's Fox versus Errol.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Errol was the best bird that ever lived. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mary didn't have when we get to round three. So now we have Nagini versus... The Basilisk, ooh, snake to... versus snake, ooh. Yeah. Um, who do you wanna argue on behalf
1: of? I don't like either of them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. Uh, um, I'll do the Basilisk. Okay, sweet,
0: I'll go with Nagini. Um, had a giant sphere ball, that's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, don't look, unless through a camera, I guess that works.
0: <laughs> okay, that's really good. Uh, if you think if you think should move on, make some noise. If you think the Bastille should move on, make some noise. Oh wow. yeah. The amount of workarounds where they're like, no, looking through a looking through a viewfinder, that doesn't count.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, well, Harry was wearing glasses. What is I'm ghost is fine. I don't know. Nothing I don't makes understand sense. It.
0: Basilisks, like, I think aren't they born by like putting a chicken egg uh, or it's like a rooster a chicken egg under a frog is how a basilisk is born. S- something like Nothing that. makes sense. And like roosters kill them or something, right? Yeah, the crow of the rooster is yeah. 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 The, uh, more wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> makes sense. Okay, so now we've got Aragog, the Acromantula versus Mrs. Norris. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, who would you like to go on behalf of?
1: Uh, I guess Mrs. Norris. Okay,
0: Aragog. Um, Let's see. Hmm. Uh, leg, 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 <laughs> leg, 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 leg. Uh, and then, what's that? like, fa- v- venom, venom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was real good. That was, that was real <laughs> clever. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Norris, Mrs. Norris, um, let's see. Uh, she is the worst, even worse than her owner. Phil, Filch. Oh, is that, Filch, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of a better 10th word, but we'll okay. just say that, yeah.
0: I have forgotten
1: the name of No, Phil. no,
0: no. <laughs> okay, if you think that Aragog should move forward, make some noise. If you think Mrs. Norris the cat should move forward, make some noise. Oh, well done, okay. very well done, okay. And now we can go on to the Hufflepuff bracket. All right. Uh, and <laughs> all right, so we've got Phineas Nigelis Yeah. Versus the boa constrictor. Mm. My heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like you, you felt really strongly about Phineas Nigelis. I, I, I do, so I why do. not don't, why don't you do that? Okay,
0: all right. Um. Hey kids, get off my lawn! I said no bikes! <laughs> <laughs> Also, what the hell is a bike? <laughs> <laughs> what is this TikTok you kids are doing? Uh, okay. This I mean, guy, is definitely like a southerner with a porch. <laughs> like he's rocking in his rocking chair, like nursing a straight bourbon oh, in yeah. a full mason jar. <laughs>
1: Wow, yeah, that actually, like, really strongly works. <laughs> Not British anymore in my head. Uh, all right, so the, but is it a boa constrictor or is it another type of snake? Does anyone know? I don't know. We said boa constrictor. It is a cage. boa constrictor? Okay, okay. sweet. I've been, like, doubting us. <laughs> um,
0: At least you get, like, I don't know. The whole, the whole podcast is that I've read the books once, so it's okay. <laughs> we all understand it here. here.
1: Uh, all right, uh... This kid's talking to me. Dang, that's weird. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done,
0: well done. Okay, if you think that Phineas Nigelis should advance, make some noise. Okay, okay. If you think the boa constrictor should advance, make some noise. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: Adios, amigo. Hello, Elite Eight. I'm the boa <laughs> constrictor. All right, and now we've got uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the ghoul in the attic versus Sir Cadogan. <laughs>
1: I forgot we put the ghoul through. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I feel like you should. I feel like you have stronger Sir Cadogan feelings.
1: I do. I do. Um, let's see. Okay. Sir Cadogan. Sir Cadogan. He's a short king. <laughs> 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 but yet he has, oh, he's has, uh, big dick energy. I mm. I like it. I like it. I like it. <sighs> In the attic. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. I'm definitely Ron Weasley. Don't ask further questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just cut it there. Or was that ten? That
0: That was. was, I think that was ten. Unless I miscounted. I don't know. I thought it was less, but I was like, no more. I can't count. I just talk for my job. It's ten words max, right? I think so. Yeah. Bank. I send the other words to the bank. (laughs) We're on the show, The Weakest Link. Okay. Uh, If you think that the ghoul in the attic should move forward, make some noise. If you think that Sir Cadogan should move forward, make some noise. I think the ghoul has got I think, it, Yeah, I think the, the ghoul has got it. Wow. The Ghoul fans
1: really turned out tonight.
0: Okay, so now as we get into the Elite Eight, we've got, Dobby versus Peeves in the humanoid. Ooh. We've got Errol versus Fox in the pets. Oh, man. <laughs> We've uh, got the basilisk versus Mrs. Norris <laughs> for evil. The basilisk already beat Mrs. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the boa constrictor versus the ghoul in the attic. <laughs> Those
1: were the two that we were like, oh, I guess, we'll I add guess these. I we'll guess add
0: these? <laughs> Amazing. But, uh, but before we continue, I actually, my microphone is being a little weird. Hey, it's me editing, Mike. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> So we are about to have intermission and this is very fun because to get the full podcasting experience we actually have an ad read for this episode of Potterless, because the fine folks at the Leaky Cauldron who have brought you Mischief Management merch and Leaky Con's are sponsoring Pot Tour Lists which is very cool. So I have some things that I'm going to tell you about them and then we're going to break to intermission and tell you what's up. But First off, huge shout out to them for sponsoring the tour. Thank you so much. Shout out to Melissa and Ellie, who's in the crowd. And also, uh, LeakyCon. Obviously, unfortunately, those things have had to be delayed because of the world. But uh, LeakyCon's the largest unofficial Harry Potter fan convention celebrating fandom and the impact on the world that Harry Potter has had. I've been to them. They're fantastic. Jackson's been to them. I've been
1: to almost all of the LeakyCons. They're amazing. They're a good time.
0: Uh, In 2022, there's going to be two of them. In Orlando, July 29th to 31st to celebrate Harry's birthday. Uh, And only Harry's birthday. Today. And then in Denver in October, October 14th to 16th, 2022, for a magical start to the Halloween season. So uh, there have been some fun stuff. There's like I've done live Potterlesses. We've done like in-depth discussions just about like how do portraits work? I don't know. And then me, Melissa, and Promocosa got scolded by a 10-year-old in the crowd who was like, "Actually, here's how they work." And we were just like, "Yes."
1: Yeah, those 10-year-olds in the crowd will fact-check you hard. I have never (laughs) felt more like, I already feel weird
0: being like, oh yeah, I'm a Harry Potter expert. I've read the books once. And then just being on stage and then this 10-year-old is like, here's you've been wrong for 45 minutes, Mike Schubert, and I'm 10. Uh, So there's some fun stuff there. You can learn more at LeakyCon.com and at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LeakyCon. And then also, they've got some merch. So Mischief Merch is creating fandom-inspired merch from Harry Potter and the MCU to Broadway and the TV shows that you can't stop watching. On repeat, every Mischief Merch project is created by some of the biggest fans just like you. And because you're a Potterless listener, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code Potterless at mischiefmerch.com. So that was the uh, that was the Wingardium at Ridosa. <laughs> Live, in person, first time we've ever done that. But yes, so we're gonna take a brief like 10 minute intermission so you can, you know, get some drinks, get some food, use the uh, the f- facilities. But until then, we'll see you all in like 10 minutes or so. Woohoo! Hey, Pass Mike, before we get back to the conclusion of intermission, we actually have a sponsor not in the live show space for this episode of Potterless. This episode of Potterless is brought to you by HBO Max. Let's say hypothetically that you are me, Mike Schubert, and you never read the Harry Potter books as a kid and you start a podcast and eventually you cover all of the books and then you get to a point where you need to cover the movies. So what you need to do is you need to watch all the Harry Potter movies in a short span of time. What's gonna make that process easy? If all of those Harry Potter movies are in the same place that you can access at the touch of a couple buttons or a few clicks of the mouse. Well, you're in luck because in September and October, the Harry Potter movies, all eight of them are on HBO Max. When I was watching the films, it was frustrating. in one place. I had to go from place to place to watch it and to stream it and I was on the move for some of it so DVDs didn't work. It was a whole ordeal and if they were all in one place that would have made my life so much easier and now they are all in one place and that place is HBO Max. HBO Max has the Harry Potter movies in celebration of the 20th anniversary of the Sorcerer's Stone which to you probably feels more wild than it does for me because you might have seen that movie when it came out and you're thinking that was 20 years ago whereas for me I don't really know man. I watched it like 5 years ago, but still, these movies are old and 20th anniversary is a huge deal and what better way to celebrate this than watching all of the movies in one place just one big marathon Harry Potter session sounds like a great use of a weekend to me so if you go into the description of this podcast you can click the link below to check out all the incredible content on HBO Max at hbom.ax slash potterless, again that is hbom.ax slash p-o-t-t-e-r-l-e-s-s so visit now and sign up for HBO Max to start streaming Harry Potter and so much more. And not only can you be like me, Mike Schubert, who wanted to watch all these movies in a short span of time, but you can be even more efficient than I was in the past and watch them all in the same place. And before I go, you're about to hear words from some sponsors supporting the show, also keeping it going, making it feasible for me to do this as a job. They are locally inserted. So if you live in Japan, don't be surprised if you hear a Japanese ad. Tn right there. Wow. Anyways, that's, that's arenaclub.com/potterless wow. for ten percent off tnl. your first wow. purchase. That's so feel like some 10% cards of or feel like some packs in more right transparent Anyways, way. Whether you're sports right nerd tnl. or Pokemon nerd for 10% or all off sorts your of your nerds like purchase. me, you can use Arena Club today.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death
0: No waste of time, we have important things to discuss!
1: I am here to defend Errol, I am ready, <laughs> this, is, this is my I, mission. Uh,
0: I, w- I would like to say before we continue, uh, my buddy Noah's in the crowd and he texted me, uh, quote, the punch tree got robbed. He is so right that uh, the Whomping Willow should have been on this bracket. Uh,
1: Although, I no, listen, I, like, does is, it count? Yeah, yeah, is the Whomping Willow like like a sentient creature or just like an enchanted tree? I don't. I don't know.
0: I, I did. Yes. I, so both.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. I did when we were trying to f- flush out the yellow section. I did have one where I was like, should we have Neville's pus plant? Oh, should yeah. that be one of the creatures?
1: Okay. Yeah, enchanted plants or I, not enchanted. Well, you know, it's like plant cells versus Best animal Harry cells. Harry Potter plants. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you'll get like all the house plant internet people. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Oh
0: man. Okay, so round three. We're going to make acrostics for oh, round yes. three. If anyone doesn't know what an acrostic is, it's when you turn like each letter into a word. So if we were doing Mike, it would be like, many intellectuals know everything. Wow, I'm so sorry. Wow, <laughs> wow. okay. I don't know everything. <laughs> I barely know anything. I don't even know how old Harry was in the fourth book. So well, where we have left off now, this is uh, the Elite Eight. We've got Dobby versus Peeves, and we have to do an acrostic. Would you like to do Dobby or Peeves?
1: I'll do Dobby. Okay. Dies on, B is a hard word. Well, (laughs) he does die on the beach. Oh, Mm -hmm. dies on beach, bravely, yes. Wow, okay. (laughs) All
0: right, Peeves, Um, Poltergeist, Eliciting entertainment, oh, very entertaining specimen. <laughs> All right, if you think that Peeves should move on, make some noise. If you think Dobby should move on, make some noise.
1: Whoa! Well done, Dobby. I just Advances. keep getting so excited for Dobby, how much <laughs> love he's getting. Okay, uh, now we've got as we all
0: predicted, Errol versus Fox. I mean, this, this is the <laughs> ultimate battle, so close. So, I will let you take the floor with Errol, or, or here, you take Errol, I will go with Fox, and I will start. Um, okay, go. Fire, fiery awesome wings. <laughs> uh, n- nightly evacuation of students. <laughs>
1: Nightly of eva- oh
0: okay like, uh, yeah <laughs> like a knight and he flies oh, in nightly, nightly with a K. Uh, nightly, Got it. evacuation of
1: the students yeah. that he saves. Wow. No, that was very clever. You brought your hairbrush on I... stage.
0: Look, when you're a podcaster, you only get seen like once every down <laughs> 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 there. You gotta look good. <laughs> okay.
1: um, all right, Errol, Errol, acrostic. Hmm. Um, everyone really reads owls. <laughs> Lovingly. (laughs) (laughs) I did not do well defending Errol. I failed at my task.
0: If you think Errol should move on, make some noise. (laughs) If you think Fox should move on,
1: make some noise. Uh, All right. Okay. 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 I am sorry, Errol. It's okay. I did not try my best. He made it far.
0: He made it very, very (laughs) far.
1: Okay. So now we've got
0: the Basilisk versus Mrs. Norris. Uh, Who would you like to defend?
1: Uh, I think I did both of these last time, actually. Ooh, yeah, so why okay. don't you, you pick, which do you okay, like? Okay, I'll head?
0: do Mrs. Norris. Okay. Um, meow, mm. Roar. <laughs> scratch, period. <laughs> N- night, overwatching, really risky, if seen. Wow. Thank you to the six people who went, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. If I also did that, I (laughs) think I pulled that out of somewhere. Yeah,
1: for an acrostic that started with meow, that ended up really strong.
0: (laughs) Really turned that one around.
1: Uh, Okay, Basilisk. Um, Bad at sensing in light in some cases with a K. Nice.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Very good. If you think Mrs. Norris should advance, make some noise. If you think the basilisk should advance, make some noise. I think oh, Mrs. Norris got yeah, it. Yeah, oh, so Mrs. Norris, wow. Wow. You
1: know she what thats wins the evil bracket. <laughs> no, she's getting her revenge on the basilisk oh, with this.
0: That's true. Amazing. Mrs. Norris's lines. revenge
1: coming soon to Netflix. That's
0: the kind of thing that like ESPN pundits would they would be. Like, oh, yeah. The narrative. <laughs> They'd be all about it. Okay. Now, of course, as we all thought, we've got the boa constrictor versus the ghoul in the attic.
1: These are going to be real long. I think we'll just do boa and ghoul. Oh, boa. Okay. Uh
0: Okay. Let's see. Um. Uh, I I would like to defend the boa. Um, um. Brave omitting. Adios, amigos.
1: Oh, yeah, I see you read it. That was good. <laughs> th-
0: My brain was just like, the A is adios, and you'll figure everything else out. <laughs> uh,
1: let's see. Uh, ghoul. Okay, ghoul. Uh, goes home only. Uh <laughs> Under, under, under a lie. Under a lie. <laughs> so good. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was good. Uh, Thanks you, for the assist.
0: I think was, I mean it was really, uh, yeah. You set it up so well. It was like the alley oop dunk. <laughs> um, this podcast is now horse. Um, okay, so um, if you think that the boa constrictor should advance, make some noise.
1: <laughs> if you think the ghoul in the attic should advance, make some noise.
0: All right, baby. Wow. Wow. Okay.
1: Really, the winner of the night.
0: Wow. I All mean right. so now we've reached the final four. This is intense. So now they're going into different brackets. So representing the humanoids is Doppy. And representing the uh, is the ghoul in the attic. <laughs> and what we've got for so, our special uh special rules here is that whoever you defend, you must do so in rhyme.
1: And now what meter are we
0: using? Right? I think just I think just a couplet could work. Or or you know what, you could do whatever. And anything is fine. Just uh so long as it
1: rhymes. Or that was in, a slant unless rhyme you do, for you Unless
0: you do a haiku, which I will also support.
1: Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Haiku seems too close to round two. With yeah, the ten, that's, yeah, that's
0: quite, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. So, Dobby or Ghoul in the Attic? Who would you like to rhyme
1: about? Um, I kinda wanna see where you'll go with Ghoul in okay, the Attic. Okay,
0: sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you kick us off, or do you want me to go first, or do you wanna kick it off? Uh,
1: that? If you've got something, okay. you go. Okay,
0: all right. Um, I think that the Ghoul in the Attic is pretty toit because it was a lie that it was Ron having Groit.
1: <laughs> well, dang. <laughs> um, Dobby rarely did anything for himself, and so here lies a brave elf.
0: That's really good, that's really good. Just to make sure, if you think that the ghoul in the attic should move on, make some noise. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> Best man at my wedding for a reason. Uh, if you, you think that Dobby should move on, make some noise. Very good. Very good.
1: That was uh, tough to put them up against each other because, like, Ghoul felt like that was the fan favorite tonight. <laughs> I really, I was really pushing for the Ghoul, but Dobby, you can't. It's also the fan favorite because we like eliminated all of the other ones. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, fuck me, uh, whatever. <laughs> all right,
0: so now we've got Fox versus Mrs. Norris. Mm. I did Mrs. Norris last time, so I feel like you should, you okay, should okay, have the uh, the Mrs. Norris floor, the Mrs. Floris,
1: if you will. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hook boo, get out! <laughs> you know what podcast you bought a ticket to see. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Norris has a meow, not a bark. But you know what? I loved tonight's redemption arc.
0: Ooh, very good. Okay. Fox bestows awe upon each person he passes and also when he rises from the ashes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, if you think that Mrs. Norris should advance, make some noise. (laughs) If you think that Fox should advance, make some
1: noise. Okay, okay. I agree, I think Fox should win this one. Okay, so. Oh, does this mean, oh my god. Dobby versus Fox, this is great.
0: This This is great. This is how it should be. It's not the journey. It's the destination. And we've arrived at two powerhouses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the the rule, and I've realized I've, oh, I shouldn't have done hard. this because you have literally given a TED talk. Uh, the rules for this is we each give a TED talk about the person that we're defending,
1: so I am at a huge disadvantage here, um, but. <laughs> yeah, but I also took 16 weeks to write my TED talk. <laughs> ah, you have Whereas 16. Whereas you do se- improv. <laughs> that is true.
0: So uh, if you, I will first, who would you like to give your Ted talk oh, we about? Still have, we still Dobby have to pick Fox. just one.
1: Okay. Um, mm-hmm. oh, uh, um, you know what? I'm going to go with Fox. Okay. And then I will have Dobby. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, second? maybe. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So I've got I'm real th- nervous now.
0: Okay. So I'm going to put three minutes on the clock um, because that's how long everyone watches a Ted talk before they <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> Unless they're watching yours, of course.
1: No, it's okay, the first three minutes of mine is the best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put three minutes on the clock, obviously I'm gonna stand. Um, oh yeah, get
1: on the red dot, where we <laughs> I, Oh,
0: I should have got like a little headset mic thing, um, and like, yeah. hello guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, three minutes on the clock to talk about Dobby. Um, hello everyone, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, so, the thing about Dobby is that he's the most interesting creature in that when he comes onto the books, what does he do in book two? He is a nuisance. That's it. He is terrible, he is annoying, he is shrill. Jim Dale, when he was doing the the narration of the audiobook, was like, how do I make everyone's ears bleed? And you think, like, there's no way that this character could be redeemed. But the fact that Dobby had the worst start ever, like, such a terrible start, comparable to, I don't know, a podcast where you would intentionally add echo into sound because you didn't know how to use GarageBand, and you also recorded it in your loft apartment in Houston, where it was the echoiest room possible, and then you added more echo. Now you're a professional podcaster? Anyway, (laughs) Dobby had such a terrible, terrible start, but then he... He he did always mean well. He just didn't know how to communicate. And we've all been there. We all know that we have things in our hearts that we're struggling to, you know, express and get out. And that's just Abby He he was under strict rules of how house elves work. We're not even gonna get into how that's the most terrible thing ever, but he's under these strict rules and he can't say all these things, but he still finds a way to to, he becomes free. And not only just becoming free, but he becomes free through a bullshit loophole. And that's the best. He's like, ah, thanks for giving me this sock, Lucius. So that is how he makes that work. Incredible, incredible stuff. But it doesn't stop there because then in the Goblet of Fire, Dobby cares for Winky. Dobby's gotten out of the house elf indentured servitude situation. But Winky is down on her luck. And what does Dobby do? He helps her out. Dobby eventually finds the room of recovery Requirement and it just like turns into, I guess, a place where you'd go if you had hangovers. So it's just got like Pedialyte and couches and like bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches and like Netflix that isn't going to ask you after three hours, Are you sure you still want to watch Parks and Rec? Yes, Netflix! Stop judging me. I'm going through a lot. I didn't hydrate last night. So he takes care. He takes care of Winky when she's down on her luck. And it doesn't stop there because going on later on in he like actually helps save the world like teleports in uses his magic in malfoy manor uses magic that wizards can't do he well like i don't i get confused between the books and the movies but like basically drops a chandelier on top of bellatrix like absolute power move like that's something they do in clue the movie it'd be like oh it was dobby in malfoy manor with the chandelier like (laughs) drops that on bellatrix and then just like dying the most The most tragic death and just going out and just uh, like his final quote of just saying that like harry's his friend and now dobby is happy it's of like to go from like i i hated dobby more than anyone has ever hated dobby in the world and that i like him that much now i just think overcoming that is really impressive and that's my ted talk thank you for coming to my TED talk about dobby
1: (laughs) why'd i say i'd go second So I'll forget three minutes. That, long time. Three min- that I was honestly like, he forgot to set the timer. I think. Nope.
0: You also don't have to use the full
1: three minutes. Okay. Three minutes are on the clock. Use them as you wish. Tell, tell us about Fox. All right, yeah. Well, so you know how in the seventh book, well, I mean, some of us kind of felt it before, but we find out that Dumbledore was like not so great, or at least not great all that time. You know, we, re- we really got it revealed Dumbledore, not the best, not the saint that we all thought he was. Here's what I like to think about Fox, is that Fox is sort of like the manifestation of the pure goodness that was in Dumbledore's heart. Right of the good that did exist there because we are all humans. We are all complex nuanced creatures We have some good we have some bad, but I think Fox Represents the best part of Dumbledore and maybe the best part of all of us I mean Fox came in to save Harry in Chamber of Secrets. How did he know that was happening? I mean that is a little complaint that I have very deuce ex machina <laughs> a bird literally like flying out of the heavens to just like Wrap everything up and like save things the student evacuation that happens. <laughs> it's like oh, how are we gonna get out of here? Oh, wait this bird I guess can lift four of us, three children, and a grown man. Sure, that'll Here's work. Here's a hat with a sword in it, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, uh, I. But what I really do like about Fox is the fact that Fox is a phoenix, right? J.K. Rowling didn't invent the phoenix thing. Fox is a phoenix. When Harry first meets Fox, he thinks that he's a crumpled hat or something <laughs> laying in Dumbledore's office, uh, and then he Harry gets to watch Fox explode thinks that he does it. Feels terrible. Can you imagine you go to the principal's office and you accidentally kill their pet? Oh, God, <laughs> Feels like something I would have done, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but he he then he watches Fox be reborn. And even when Fox is first reborn, kind of like Wobbly, this little baby doesn't really know what's going on, is still new to the world, isn't the perfect, powerful, majestic, life-saving Fox just yet. He has to, every time that he's reborn, sort of relearn and get there again. And eventually eventually Eventually, Fox becomes this powerful creature that isn't just powerful in getting to save people and being superhuman, being able to carry apparently, you know, three people, four people, uh, but also has the emotional side of power. The song that the phoenix sings and his tears and the emotion that he has is what literally saves people and heals people. And I love that. It's not just the brute strength, it is the power of the emotion and the expression of the emotion. But ultimately what I love so much about Fox is that he re- like reminds all of us that we are all able to be reborn. In the same way that Dobby, we didn't like Dobby at first. Dobby made a lot of mistakes. Dumbledore made so many mistakes throughout his life in his pursuit of what he thought was justice and what he thought was right. But what Fox reminds all of us is that we all have that opportunity to start again. And even when we start again, you don't have to be perfect right away. You have time to grow and you can change and you will still be able to be that powerful, life-saving figure like Fox eventually.
0: Stop going against authors in live shows, okay? So, final decision, it's the applause meter to settle it all. If you think that Dobby should win as the best non-human character, make some noise. If you think that Fox should win, make some noise. Hey! Fox is the winner! You've done it, fantastic, and I typed it wrong. Yay, oh, no. yay. It's F-O-X. Oh, and now a good, That was yay. a you Got Fox. Mail reference. Say, Woo, awesome, <laughs> great. Okay, so we've got some time. I'm gonna pull up, uh, I'm gonna pull up the, the oh, we, emails that people may or may not have sent some in. Some owl post? So Hilla asks, in a perfect world where JK wasn't transphobic slash the worst in general and slash or she didn't make any money off of this, which of the following HBO Max shows would you prefer? A Marauder's backstory, a McGonagall backstory, a dramedy about the trio and friends dealing with PTSD after book seven with a special focus on Ron and Hermione's dysfunctional but adorable relationship, A, a or four, a Puff-style Luna Lovegood show where we get to see her go through all seven years of her Hogwarts experience.
1: I mean, I don't know, but I wish you could have this job.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, HBO Max. Good pitches uh, there. Find find Hilla. (laughs) Hire hire Hilla immediately. Um, I feel like of these, I I feel like McGonagall backstory could be fun, just because she's so great. It is messy now that. The Fantastic Beasts franchise has decided that she is every age and no age at the same time. Like she's old and also never has been born. Like there's, I have no idea what's going on there. I do like the idea of like a parallel thing. I think that was was really fun about Puffs is seeing the parallel stuff. So like just seeing Luna go through stuff that would also give us the opportunity to see what happened like at the school when the squad was gone. And I think that that's very fun. So I think I think that is probably what I would go for. Luna's great. Fun character to have um, she's just so pure, uh, and then yeah, we get to see some like other things that we didn't know in the story, and then I feel like it's always easier to do a present show than a prequel because then you have to like have everything line up nicely, whereas like there's no like wrong answers to what Luna did mm. and unless it was like not be the best
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I like for years have been like, I want a marauders like TV series, but I don't know this the all of the pitches uh, that you have here are very good, and I think you sold me on the Luna one. I also really like the idea of seeing what happened to the trio afterwards. I'm always really intrigued by that kind of concept.
0: Yeah, I, I do think we, sh- we could have gotten something better than 19 years later, and then also Curse Child, so like maybe third time's the charm with a yeah. sequel. Let's <laughs> get in
1: between, yeah, in between Hogwarts and Curse Child. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, thank you for your question. Sarah asks, if Fox
0: was an NBA player, which would he be? Um, I mean, Fox is all about fire, so it's got to be someone who catches fire. So it's obviously Clay Thompson, just because he catches a lot. Jackson, what are your basketball thoughts about Fox?
1: <laughs> I've heard of the sport of basketball.
0: <laughs> Correct. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, ooh, okay. Avi
1: says, What is your favorite queer ship uh, of putting two folks together? I mean, I almost wore my Remus and Sirius t shirt tonight. So. <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
0: Instead, you've opted for Granger things. <laughs> I think the one that we Kelly and I did a digital live show. Uh, we did Wizard on Bachelor in Paradise, and we ended up we ended up with I think I think we got Fleur and Tonks together in the end, which Into I think it. is really fun. Like, obviously, we had to break up some marriages. Like, uh, yeah. but like Tonks and Lupin never should have been together. Who are we kidding? Lupin and Sirius should have been together, obviously. But I think that that's like a fun. Spunky one, yeah. That could be cool. I like nothing. Nothing against Bill, except for that he's not cool. But,
1: I feel but like he has long hair and an earring and dragon skin boots. He's so cool. He works at the bank. So <laughs> bankers are the coolest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, my apologies. All the bankers out there, hey. I'm sure you're very cool, and you help me understand what a cashier's check is every time I move, uh, <laughs> and I have lots of paperwork. I'm like, I need these things. Please help me. Uh, you're all very helpful. Okay, oh, this is, thank, thank you to Deborah who sh- sent in this question. Normally when I do live shows and I have people pass around a microphone when it's not, you know, like COVID, uh, I-, I say like, what is your name and what house are you from? And if you're from Slytherin, you have to say whether or not you're racist. And if you're racist, I will not field your question. So thankfully, Deba- <laughs> Deborah clarifies, I'm a Slytherin, but I'm not racist. Which Harry Potter character do you think has the best sense of style in terms of clothing? Um, I feel like Dumbledore could be a top contender with his yeah. tailored purple suit. Um, I think that's pretty sweet. I would love a tailored purple suit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of
1: someone besides Dumbledore. I feel like we've gotten some good, yeah.
0: Go Bob Ogden wears a striped uh, one-piece bathing suit with a trench coat over it. That's pretty <laughs> style. good. Style. Um,
1: always love, uh, I forget his name, but the old man at the, uh, uh, in Goblet of Fire at the World Cup with the nightgown.
0: Oh, Archie's. Yeah, he's like I like the breeze that the dress. Yeah, Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. really good style. Um, I'm I'm sure Madame Malkin, if she runs the the one clothing store, like I would assume that she's got some fashion. Yeah, probably pretty stylish. I would think she's pretty stylish.
1: But yeah, I don't. I I've gotten. I don't know if it's just me, like thinking of the movies, but I feel like Madam Hooch has a pretty cool style too. Hooch for sure. Yeah. I mean, Hooch's hair alone. I know.
0: I can appreciate.
1: <laughs> like that requires
0: a lot of product <laughs> to yeah. do all of the like quill pig vibe she's got going on. That's like the U.S. Women's Soccer Team oh. haircut. I love it. There's the The U.S. women's soccer team is fantastic because they are so good. I'm very sad that they didn't that they're yeah. fighting for the bronze now, but it's okay. They won the World Cup. Um, the, the, there's so many good hairstyles. On like just Megan so Rapinoe with the pink hair. Chris and Press has like wonderful flowing locks. Like they've got they've, they've got, got a cool great style hair. off the field. Yeah, too. Uh, I forget the name of their backup goalie, but she's got like a afro mohawk going on. A plus stuff. Wow! Gosh, the hair, the hair department at the, at the <laughs> soccer team doing some good things. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they have. Maybe they do. So uh, this next question is from Priyanka. She asks, "Where would we work if we were wizards?" Oh, which is a good one. There's not many jobs. Well, yeah, like I feel like <laughs> the
1: jobs that we are told about, it's all like government jobs, mm. the hospital, mm. or being a professor. Right. That's about
0: it. Professional quidditch bank. player, bank. Um, Yeah. Uh, I feel like I would. Retail. retail. There are a lot of
1: retail (laughs) jobs. Yeah. I'd work at the joke shop. Dragon Wrangler for Charlie. That's pretty good. I think,
0: I think I would like to be, I I think I've said this before, but I would like to be the, the, the PE coach slash teacher at Hogwarts. So I should, could teach people that there's more than just one sport that is (laughs) terrible. Like we could teach them about the joys of basketball and soccer and slash football and these other sports that are good. Like I would like to do that. Or like, I don't think I would do this, but like there needs to be a guidance counselor at Hogwarts. So like if someone could do it, yeah, that would be cool. But like, (laughs) I am not that type of, I'm not the person to do it, but
1: like some, someone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so desperately needed. I do not volunteer for that job either. Yep. I would like oh, a qualified oh. professional to do that. <laughs> you, yes. uh, I feel like I could uh, I could still just be a writer. Mm. That's kind of cool, to just do oh, the yeah. same thing in the wizarding world. I mean, you wouldn't have a lot of
0: competition in that. It would be, like, person who's lied about everything they've ever written.
1: Yeah, well, that's what it's like, you know, competing against influencers anyway. Oh. Gilderoy Lockhart, first influencer. <laughs>
0: amazing oh my goodness yeah i think you could be a very solid writer i don't know of any other books there's like textbooks and then books written shot. by bad people so yeah. i feel like you could there's an untapped market
1: of just yeah, like be, like, good books agatha christie style books that's always like featured in witch weekly or something wizarding murder mysteries oh yeah because there's so many spells like there's so many ways we that should it could just be. write those anyways
0: tm 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. tm tm <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you for your question. Arena, I believe, if I'm mispronouncing is, is, did I pronounce it right? No. How do I say it? Irina, thank you. Irina, who said, I'm a Slytherin and I'm not racist. Um, what is your fan cast of McGonagall and the Marauders? Um, Oh, and, oh, this is, oh, we met at Puffs. That's very cool. Uh, Me and my buddy Steven and Kelly and my friend Akash went to see Puffs and then we were like leaving and then Arena said, are you Mike Schubert? And I was like, yes. (laughs) And then we took a picture and it was great. That was very fun. Oh, thank you for coming. Um, A fan cast, like if we made a podcast about them, I'm old. What is a fan cast?
1: I think that's like if there were to be a movie or TV show about, yeah. Okay, cool. And so,
0: like, what actors would you want? Oh, oh, like McGonag- okay. Oh, okay. So for McGonagall, I mean, you have to cast Maggie Smith. Like, yeah, she's McGonagall. I'm sorry. Or you like do the thing. Who did they? They made Samuel Jackson really young. In, yeah, they've
1: been doing that for a lot. They've been
0: of doing things, that really, for people yeah. where they're like, you're old. The computer says you're not old anymore. <laughs> so like Maggie Smith will be fine. As far as like the individual Marauders,
1: I feel like I used to think about this more like so we, with actors that now I think are too old. So I'm right. trying to think of younger ones and I'm They'd feeling like, kids. I feel like Timothy Ch- Chalamet could Ooh. be like mm, Remus or James maybe or something. I think, I think I Remus,
0: know. he seems more like pensive type whereas like yeah. James needs to be a little more of like yeah, a jock.
1: Yeah, a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, like
0: so James could be, I think I've even said this before, the guy who played Steve in Stranger Things
1: uh, oh, the guy with the really cool yeah, hair. He would be yeah. he would be
0: perfect for James because like exact same character arc of like starts as a jock that's a jerk, yeah. meets a girl who's way too good for him, and then she turns him into like a nice person, and then boom. Like yeah. so, I feel like that would be a good casting. And then as far as like Snape, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, who's young who? Adam Driver. <laughs> <Like.
1: Yeah! laughs> oh, Adam Driver would be great at that. I like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's see. This is a good this is just a question that I do not know the answer to. Miriam asks, how do elections work in the wizarding world? That's a great <laughs> question. <laughs>
1: Uh, very poorly. How did did they vote? (laughs) I think actually at um, at Fandom Forward, previously the Harry Potter Alliance, we did this in a video once where I played Harry Potter. We were trying to do a get out the vote video for the US election, but like with me as Harry Potter talking about England and the wizard it was a it was a mess But I think what we ultimately decided was like they probably don't really like it's just probably not that fair People are just kind of appointed maybe by boards and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's where we kind of landed
0: I also don't know enough about like British Parliament and stuff to know how like all of that voting works So I don't really know how that would translate and I'm not going to pretend to but yeah I think at the end of the day like it feels ripe for corruption (laughs) It feels When there's magic involved and we see how like poorly run the ministry is Like, I feel like every election would be the Florida hanging Chad thing. Like, every single election, they'd be like, oh, like, everyone who voted for this person, like, we messed up the thing, and you all accidentally voted for, like, a mermaid. So now, like, the mermaid's (laughs) the prime minister. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like that'd be pretty bad. Okay, this is is a a solid one. Okay. uh, (laughs) Johnny has now sent in two emails. Johnny says, uh, the first one, it says, don't read this one. Who is the best guest, and why is it Johnny? And then he sent a panic reply, all caps, and also Jackson. (laughs) Oh, thank you, (laughs) Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. Okay, but really, for the final question, I think this is a good... Oh, sorry, Kelly has emailed me. Just kidding. Um, Kelly says, hi. Hi, B. You're doing great. Love you. Kelly Beckman. (laughs) Glad you kept in the email signature so I know who it was from. Okay, now for the final, final, final question. Um, sorry to all the people who sent them in. There's some good ones, but well, we're running out of time and this venue's been very nice to me and I wanna be nice to them and uh, be out as when I said I would. So, Michael sends in a question. I think this is a good note. What, before I read it, what is the thing you hate most about the Wizarding World? Like, or the books? Like, is there something that you made fun of for like 17 consecutive episodes of your Harry Potter podcast?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, you have it. <laughs> for an me, it's Quidditch. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, Is there something that you dislike and... uh, The question here is name one good thing about Quidditch I Dare You. (laughs) 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 Just a a good dare and a fun note to end on. But also I think like trying to look for the positives in life is a good note to end on. So like... Is there anything? Yeah, I mean, your... I
1: <laughs> I feel like there's so many answers, but I think the thing that I always complained about the most was I just really didn't like the movies that much. Okay. Um. So name one thing about the one, movies. One positive Jackson. thing I about dare the movies. You. Or Michael uh, what, dares clearly, you. Clearly, clearly the Shrunken Head Edition of <laughs> Dr. <in Preserve Azkaban laughs> just made the movies for me. Uh. No, seriously. Yeah. A Serious good thing I like about the movies. Um, wow, now I feel how hard this is going to be for right, you right. at Quidditch. Um, this is, mm-hmm. this is t- no, I do really like the movies. Um, I think uh, some of the actors were incredible and really brought the characters to life in ways that I, I, like, I don't think I would have imagined as deeply myself, especially some so well cast, like mm-hmm. McGonagall and Hagrid and Snape and Sirius yeah. and stuff. That's nice. I think Quidditch, the one good
0: thing I will say about Quidditch is something that I really appreciate about soccer slash football is that... It, it captures the like everyone being really, really supportive of their team or their countries, uh, like team during regular seasons, or country during like World Cup type things, and I, I think that's the most admirable thing about soccer like when I lived abroad and I went to some some games like everyone in France was like very invested in the game like no one sat in the whole stadium it was like we're here we're standing for two hours like we'll sit during the break between halves and then that's it and we're and they also sing the whole time which is great. great and I was like looking up the lyrics on my phone and I was like oh they're all in French oh damn <laughs> but I think I think Quidditch like as flawed as the sport is I think it does a good job of like capturing that energy um, Mm -hmm. and how passionate people get like at the school level at the world cup level and all of that i also think the other good thing about quidditch is that like once we get past book four it like isn't really important anymore so we don't have to deal with that anymore um but yes that that is the the end of this this potteryless live first off big round of applause for jackson for joining and being a fantastic thank you for having me it's been so great thank you so much also, shout-out to City Winery for having us. Thank you. so. Everyone here has been incredibly nice and very welcoming. This is such a nice place. Like, what a great way to start the tour. And also, a huge shout-out to the folks at Mischief Management and the Leaky Cauldron and LeakyCon for sponsoring the tour. That is so fantastic. And thanks to all of you for coming out and supporting the show. Even, like, the show is, go- like, stopping in a month and stuff. Like, you're still here. This is really cool. I was very nervous. Like, anytime I do a show, I'm like, what if two people show up and it's me and Kelly. So thank you all so much for for showing and being cool. If it wasn't the way the world is right now, I'd be doing like a big meet and greet thing, like down by like the merch table and all that, but I'm just trying to be safe. I don't want to like make a line where people are like standing and stuff. So just in the interest of safety and everything like that, uh, I'm just going to, go backstage and stuff. But I wish that I could do all that stuff, but thank you all so much. I really, really appreciate it. It's been a very fun show. Thank you for participating in the show and all of that. And hopefully I'll come back and the, you know, everyone will get their shit together and get fucking vaccinated. And then. (laughs) And then. We can do more of these and it'll be normal. We can do meetups and everything will be all cool. But I'm just trying to be safe and responsible and all of that. So I think we'll we'll just call it there. But before we go, I hope you all have a good Wednesday evening and go out into the night. And as they say in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, before they defend Errol the Owl to the death. Yes. Thank you guys so much for coming. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this live episode of Potterless. No need for me to do the whole full credits here, but just in case you're unaware, I am doing a weekly podcast now covering the Percy Jackson books called The Newest Olympian. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episode one on the Potterless feed. Just scroll up or down. I guess you can listen to it there. And if you want to just find me doing stuff, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at shub17, S-C-H-U-B-E-S-1-7. I've got a personal website, shub, it's schu It's where you can stay up to date with all the stuff that I've got going on. But Again, like I said, I will be posting stuff to this feed occasionally, whether it's about Potterless or other fun updates. So no need to unsubscribe. We've still got some good stuff coming. I did a whole bunch of live shows this summer and I want to be posting the audio. I'll be doing that every few months. So stay tuned. There's some great fun content. It's just not gonna be weekly. But if you want weekly fixes of Mike Schubert reading books and stuff, subscribe to The Newest Olympian. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your continued support and I'll see you sometime in the future. Until then, as I say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, wizard on!